Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Tuesday the 23rd of August. And as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you need to, you can always pause the slideshow here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, you can head on over to marcustoday.com.au for all the information there, the disclaimer there. And of course, if you're not yet a member, you can sign up for a free trial. And if you are a member, of course, you will know all the wonderful goodies that are available on our website, not just on the email or the uh, midday or the podcast. All right, well, we had a miserable night on the Dow when the, uh, unfortunately, uh, the chickens came home to roost somewhat as we're approaching Jackson Hole with the Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell uh, fronting the symposium at the end of this week. So some nerves creeping in, certainly some uh, people taking money off the table and getting a little bit concerned that maybe the pivot they thought that Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve were going to do or were in the process of doing may not be a pivot after all and they may still be heading towards that 75 basis point move on inflation. Although inflation has come off from 9.1 to 8.5, we do have a raft of numbers this week as well, which will help form the view of the Federal Reserve, which meets again in September, the 21st of September. So uh, that all lies on that. And of course, we do have a US CPI in between that as well, and the Jackson Hole to get through. So it was enough to upset the apple cart last night. We're still in the dog days of summer, though. So Volumes are still a little bit on the thin side, uh, but certainly some people positioning themselves for an uglier September, something that we have been talking about for some time. Dow Jones falling 643 points, 1.91%. NASDAQ was down 2.55%, 324 points to 12,382. The S&P 500 in the middle for diddle. As usual, down 2.14%, 90 points, 41.38. So the Dow just managing to cling to 33,000, but 643 points is a big slug. The VIX index, as you would expect in all this volatility, and again, something that we have highlighted that it couldn't stay at under 20 forever. That was a very, very subdued level, partly because nothing was really happening. And we did see a pretty low range in Dow trade for some time during the summer lull and all the sensible people were off at the beach and not really looking at the market. So now we're starting to see those people drift back. We are starting to see bigger trading ranges. The Dow Jones last night had an 800-odd point trading range, 820-point uh, trading range. Remember, some nights we've had 150, 200-point trading range. So we're back to volatility and the VIX index showing that up 15.5%. Three points to 21. So we are seeing volatility back, and that will increase in September. Wouldn't be surprised to see that VIX push up towards 26, 27 again. Uh, as far as the Dow goes in terms of that trading range, down 120 was the best of it. Down 700 was the worst of it. So closing pretty close to its lows last night. So not particularly good news 
there in the US. Brent crude in commodities off a smidge, 0.25%, $0.24, 96.48. WTI down $0.54, $90.23, down 0.59. Gold under pressure again, that's six straight days of downness. Uh, down $14.50 or 0.8 of a percent, 1748.40. Uh, the strength of the US dollar and the permanence or seeming permanence of inflation is really hurting the gold price at the moment. So, uh, in Aussie dollar terms, not quite so bad, but certainly in US dollar terms, which is what the market is looking for, usually uh, is uh, six down days, 1748.40. The iron ore price perked up a smidge. On the back of some of the moves from China yesterday to stimulate their economy, we did see more rate cuts. China's cutting rates to stimulate their economy, whereas the US and the rest of the world is raising rates to crimp their economies. So the iron ore price up 16 cents, 104.37. The Aussie at 68.75. As far as other commodities go, it was a relatively benign night in commodity prices and in miners. So maybe they will provide some respite today for our market. But at some stage, the inevitable will happen and we will see uh, the metals and commodity stocks under some pressure. But just running through commodities last night, copper down 0.2, nickel up 0.7, aluminium unchanged, zinc unchanged, lead down 1.4% and ton down 0.8 of a percent. In the miners overseas, we have BHP up 1%. Rio in ADRs up 0.17%. Other miners, Freeport down 1.9%. Alcoa down 1.5%. Tech up half a percent. Anglo up 0.4%. Glencore up 1%. Arbomile up 2.1% there. So uh, some some love still for those lithium plays in the US. Here you can see the S&P 500. It fell from the open and just continued that way. Currently Dow Futures at uh, 8.20-odd in the morning are up a smidge around 30 odd points so some stability creeping in and we did see the Dow or the S&P at least bottom uh, before the close but still down 2.14% for the day so it is going to be a relatively ugly day. Looking through some of the stocks, Apple was down 2.3, Meta down 2.9, Google down 2.5, Microsoft 2.9% down, Amazon down 3.6, Tesla down 2.3, Netflix down 6.1%. And the US banks, JP Morgan down 1.7%, Citi down 2.6%, Goldman down 2%, Bank of America 2.1%, Block, the artist formerly known as Square, amazingly only down 1.8%. Uh, but uh, we have seen Bitcoin falling back towards 21,000 there, Twitter down 2.2%. So. We'll see how we all go today. And as far as major stories go, hedge funds ramping up their net short positions ahead of the Jackson Hole on bets that the Fed will be hawkish. Certainly with these thin markets, it's far easier for the shorts to be out and about and to be aggressive and pushing the market down. And the semi-annual survey from NABE has shown respondents not confident Fed can lower inflation without triggering a recession. So once again, we are hearing the bear talk and the 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 pessimists winning out in the argument, and it's all Jackson Hole this week as far as the markets are concerned. Obviously, here we have results, but that is another story. Housing markets that saw biggest pandemic booms amongst those with the most price cuts in July 
Well, there's a surprise. Analysts watching peak season for ocean freight warn of continued vulnerabilities. And the Saudi Arabian energy minister says OPEC Plus may be forced to cut production. Winter is coming. And the EU's Borrell sees the US responding to final offer on Iran deal this week. And Iran accuses US of stalling. And gas is at a record price in Europe after Russia has closed the Nord Stream 1 pipeline to undergo three days of maintenance, so-called maintenance. And if you think this is bad in Europe at the moment, wait till winter comes, the first cold snap, and Russia has another maintenance issue with Nord Stream 1. Of course, the Europeans have actually banned Nord Stream 2, uh, which was built and ready to go. And they no longer want Russian gas, apart from the fact they really want Russian gas. And Dr. Fauci will step down as the head and uh, the White House advisor at the end of 2022. Um, And Ford is cutting 3,000 white collar and contract jobs amidst the shift to electric vehicles. In our market today, well, we're down 43 points on the SPY overnight. So that follows that uh, 70-odd point fall yesterday on the market. And we would expect to see that continue today. We may slip below 7,000. Certainly, uh, that is highly possible. Uh, The resource stocks may hold in a little better, but it will all be about results again today. But the overall wash on the market is well and truly down at the moment following the US and nerves about Jackson Hole and whether the Fed really has pivoted. The interesting thing is if you look at 10-year yields at the moment, one of the reasons why the US market has cratered or at least fallen quite hard last night, was the US 10 years above 3%, 3.02. Australia, 3.51. <coughs> so that has really crept considerably higher. Germany, 1.3%. Now that was under 1% not very long ago. So that is a big, big gain for the German 10-year yield. So we are seeing rates increase across the board again as inflation has been increasing across the board, especially in the EU and the UK. Coming off the boil a little bit in the US, but you do get the feeling that inflation is going to be entrenched. The good news, of course, is the oil price has come off. So that has really helped the situation. But how long that lasts remains to be seen. Results today, we've got Illumina, AMA Group, Ansel, Arb, ARB, Breville, Borrell, Charter Hall Retail, Endeavour, Estia, Hub, Kogan, Monodelphus, Nanosonic, Centre Group, Symbio Holdings, Reject Shop and Wagner's and Seek also out today. A couple have already dropped. Breville, EBIT uh, 156.4, 156 was the forecast. Reject Shop as well has dropped EBIT 6.9 versus 7.8 forecast. Uh, And McMahon's is out as well. NPAT 63 versus 60.1 forecast. And Nanosonics NPAT was 3.7 million versus a loss of 2.3 million. We've also seen Pilbara out earlier. I've got to say, uh, at first glance, it seems a little bit disappointing. Uh, They're making a big song and dance about it, but I think the market's already priced in this big song and dance. But uh, maybe a smidge disappointing on higher costs. Uh, and also uh, just slightly below forecast in terms of profit, but we'll see how the market reacts to that. Over in Europe, we had the stocks 50 down 1.9%, FTSE down 0.2%, DAX down 2.3%, and CAC down 1.8%. The FTSE uh, being helped out to some extent because it has got a preponderance of mining and energy and oil and gas stocks in there. So that's helping them, but not helping the rest of Europe, which saw around a 2% fall across the board. As we said earlier, the 10-year yield, 3.02% 
for the US. That is a big number. It was around 2.85. It's crept back up and that has knocked the market. Australia, 3.51. Again, that has crept up considerably. So has Germany. And we have seen the British and Dutch wholesale gas prices rising sharply with that maintenance on the Russian pipeline to Europe, which is putting markets on edge. Higher energy costs and problems with European uh, climate conditions as well, droughts, etc., really hurting the Rhine and hurting Germany at the moment. Some big, big rises in producer price index for the Germans with their industrial base heavily reliant on gas. Parenti numbers are out as well. Reported record underlying revenue of 2.4 billion for the 22 financial year. In line with expectations, dividend are not declared. And Ansel has forecast financial 2023 earnings per share $1.15 US to $1.35 US from a result of 1.25 cents in financial 2022. Uh, it will exit Russia as course, uh, of course. And the ALD, that's the Ampol boss, says EVs will need to halve in costs to impact the internal combustion engine market. So he is predicting that we will have to see a massive decrease in the cost of electric vehicles before it will hurt his business. Question of the day today, have you been taking some profits from the recent rally? Uh, I wonder if you have. If you have been uh, reading uh, some of our stuff, you probably will have been taking some profits, uh, taking some money off the table as we have been predicting potentially that September could get a little trickier month than Jackson Hole being the catalyst for that, as we saw in June when the US, we had that 9.1% rise in inflation was the catalyst for the big sell-down towards the end of June. We've sort of scraped back uh, some of those losses, but uh, with more catalysts to come and the end of the Northern Hemisphere summer, certainly we are heading into a trickier and more volatile market, I suspect. So have you been taking some profits from the recent rally? We're certainly in the ideas section today. Uh, looking at taking some money off the table there. Well, that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. As usual, we'd love to have your thoughts, comments, and insights uh, insights over there. It's a great group, 3,800 odd members over there, uh, and it is a great group. Very few uh, nasty comments or trolling uh, there. Unfortunately, some do get through, but uh, it's generally a massively great resource. So I would urge you to head on over there. And also, of course, if you're listening to this on a podcast and you're interested in more podcastness, then you can head to the Marcus Strategy podcast, which is available to members only. It is now behind the paywall. So if you're a member, you can access the Marcus Strategy podcast. But if you're not yet a member and you're listening to this on a free podcast, whether it's Apple or Spotify, you can always sign up for a free trial, see what we have to offer, and head on over there and listen to the Marcus Strategy podcast which is on every day, and it is a fly-on-the-wall look at our morning meeting where we discuss where we think the market is going, what's happening, what stocks, etc., and gives you a glimpse into the back recesses of our financial brains. On the Couch, as well, is another podcast in our series. This is a free one, and uh, recently I sat down with Dr. Leslie Chung from IMU, Imugene, to discuss art, Italy, and oncology. Uh, it's a really fascinating look, and uh, Leslie is a charming lady. Had a great time with her, and uh, I'd urge you to have a listen to that if you're vaguely interested in biotechs, which they could be part of your portfolio in 2022-23. So urge you to have a listen to that. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day, and may the trading gods be with you. Yeah.